The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Like the JBuds Mini, the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. Fits on your keychain. Perfect for on the go. They come in five amazing colors. Or the JBuds Air Sport. True wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, are sweatproof, and have be aware mode that allow you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. With over 44 hours of playtime, they help you conquer the hardest workouts. Use the code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts at eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want, it's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. The volume. Can you believe that we're this deep into the NFL season, y'all? I know, I know, but check it out. We're going to look forward, okay? And we got to make every second count. And you can do that with the DraftKings Sportsbook, where you make the most out of every game day. You can bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. And if you're new, use the promo code TBOB, T-B-O-B. You bet $5 on the NFL, you get $150 in bonus bets instantly. Any matchup, okay? Your favorite team, your rival, one you think you're going to win, whatever. If you're a returning customer, remember, we always got great game day boost deals and offers going down. And you can all your multi-game, same-game parlays get those bigger payouts, right? So get in on the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now. Use the code TBOB, T-B-O-B, and new customers get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks in the NFL. Only! On the DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBOB, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources. The eligibility to deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome in to a brand new episode of Snaps. It is Monday. Uh, it's November or something. I actually don't know the day my eyes are going so bad I can't read on my computer. Shit. 13th. 13th. Uh, thank 13th. you. November 13th, 2023. And it, uh, it is our distinct pleasure to continue the Billy Lucci car wash as this man has been inundated <laughs> in and flooded with media crust today. He is actually in the car. Of course, Billy runs Um, Like Chaz Michael Michaels is figure skating. Billy is Texas A&M. Okay. <laughs> so who better to talk to then about this Jimbo Fishery and Fire? Billy, what's up, man? Thank you so much for making some time for uh, the Snaps Boys today. Oh, absolutely. You know, I wouldn't miss it. Uh, and that this was, this was, y'all were the first ones to reach out after the, uh, okay. like within, within, min- within minutes, within minutes. And I was, I was too, uh, disheveled and unorganized at the time trying to keep up with, I mean, the phone that was, we've had a lot of crazy days, at, you know, covering A&M, particularly, uh, yes. realignment. Mm-hmm couple coaching changes i've done five of them but i mean since the day and age where you know things like y'all show here and and you know the sec network and everything like that this was this is the second one you know you went from sherman to someone someone to jimbo and, and now this so it's been uh this day yesterday the 24 hours probably the craziest 
probably the craziest I've had. Well, I want to ask you as a as a person with Jimbo, like do people do people generally like him? Like as a person in the community, getting along with him, and, and kind of what you, what was your relationship? How was your relationship with him? My relationship with him was great. I mean, you, you know, yeah. it my it got like it wasn't. There was I've never had a, a confrontation or disagreement with him. I th- we had a disagreement. It was kind of like. Last year after App State, I was pretty opinionated. I think he kind of went cold for a while. We just, but it was not a thing. Like it was just like, I'll let you cool off. I I wasn't I wasn't happy with you know certain things, and so I, I'll cool off. You cool, and it was fine. Like literally never addressed, never, and it was like nothing had ever happened. He was really good uh, to talk to for six years. Um, mm-hmm. He was. Uh, a wealth of knowledge oh kind of had an open line to him enjoyed talking to him respect the hell out of him like him as a person um i was on the fence on if he should have another year or not and and i understand why they made the move i i I do and we'll talk about that i'm sure you know obviously we're going to talk about that in a minute but yeah in the community i jimbo is not a guy that had much of a presence you know he he just wasn't real active. You know, he was coach, go home with his family, go to the ranch with his, with his son, you know, with Ethan or if his, both sons were in town, but generally, you know, like he was work to home and, and not, not really out there. And I'm not saying that like, it's a bad thing. It just is what it is. So, um, mm-hmm. and as far as A&M, I think in the building, you know, in that building, he, you know, he was probably a, a harder guy to work for in terms of, you know, a grinder. And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that's Mm -hmm. a bad thing. So Billy, what about this? Because generally in these situations, there's kind of a, um, a straw that breaks the camel's back sort of moment. I mean, I mean, hell in this game, like that's kind of what happened to Zach Arnett, right? Even if it was inevitable, it got to a point where it's like, okay, this this is too much. Yeah. Uh, This almost feels a bit more like death by a thousand cuts kind of take us through the, Tell me if that's accurate, and then kind of take us through that process. Like, like when was this decision finally made uh, that to to go ahead and commit the resources and move on? I think you're right. It was cumulative. It really was. It's just like too much of the same, too much of just not mm-hmm. quite being able to get over the hump. But I think where you really can go back to are, are kind of two dates, both in Oxford. Hmm. I think two years ago. Yep. Texas A&M was about to turn that corner. They had lost to Mississippi State and Arkansas early, but then they beat Bama. Then they beat number 11 Auburn at home. They went into Oxford ranked 11th, and that was a year after the 9-1 and top four finish, won a New Year's Six Bowl. They were slight favorites over Ole Miss. Um, they had a chance to take that lead first and goal in the fourth quarter, a drop touchdown pass that would have given them the lead from down 15 nothing, They end up losing that game. Then they go a couple weeks later, and T-Bob, you guys know, it was a bad LSU team, and they get beat by, yeah. none, of, they get beat by yeah. none other than Max Johnson right there at the yeah. end, the final 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Had they won those two games, which they should have, we're not saying had they beaten Bama and Georgia, had they won those two games, you're back-to-back New Year's Six, you're like 20-3 and three over two years, and – Mm-hmm. I think the world and you they by the way, you know, they were putting together that top that number one class of all time. So I think the whole world changes at that point for mm-hmm. AM football, for the culture, for the mindset of like here, hey, here's how we win. Here's how we do thing young things, young guys. Instead, eight and four, they don't play in a bowl game that year. Uh, then I think the other one was two weeks ago at Ole Miss. Um it wasn't that old there's no shame in losing on the final play to the number 11 team in the country on the road. But like T-Bob, like you said, it was the thousandth cut. I think that was the thousandth yeah. cut. And I think – And it's three years in a row to lane at that point, right? Yeah. Like, three years in a row to lane. battle miss team. It's yeah. nine SEC, nine road losses in a row, six and 12 yeah. in your last 18 mm. against FBS, 10 and 21, 10 and 11 in your last 21 – Everything added up five in a row against the Mississippi schools. And oh, by the way, mm. there is a long ago scheduled Board of Regents mm. meeting that Thursday. 
And mm. oh, by the way, oh, so that was already that wasn't an emergency meeting. That no. was already that was already. Yeah, oh, no, wow. that was long. I said it before the game. I said you better win this game. There happens to be a board meeting the next week. People are pissed about Tennessee. They're not gonna like Lane Kiffin running his mouth all week because what he was saying, a lot of Aggies believed. Not the not mm-hmm. he went. Yeah, he he goes way too far personal when it comes to to Jimbo. And I'll say this about yeah. Jimbo. He never mentioned Lane Kiffin until that presser when he called him a clown. People love Lane because he's funny and fun. Lane, his he went out and and you know made the initial accusation of Jimbo and AM paying all these players, and that's the only way they're getting played. So Jimbo was simply defending himself. Lane takes it, I think, too far personally, but there mm-hmm. was truth in what he says, and that's where the dig really comes in. With Jimbo and AM yeah. doing so much less mm-hmm. with more, and 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 a lot of Aggies felt that way that that make decisions. He needed to go win that football game, and when they're laughing about it on College Game Day an hour before kickoff, I got a lot of phone calls and a lot of people were pissed, saying they better win this game today. So it doesn't yeah. matter how competitive it was. How cl- that was the thousandth cut, T. Bob, in my opinion. Yep, it w- was the money. Was the money money ever truly an issue? Like, was there ever a like like that was ever going to be a problem, or was that was more of we can figure that out? It's a truly a matter of do we want him back or not? It was, it was we don't want to have to figure that out, but if we have to, we okay. will. And so, yeah, I think the question was, do we have the money? I need y'all to give us that answer. If we have the money, and this is not, yeah. this is not. Hey, Aaron, we need five more million from you. T. Bob, can you give us ten? Now we're at fifteen. Can we go? It wasn't that. It was, do we have the money now already allocated? Now, if they want to go hire Dan Lanning, which I don't think is going to be. I'm people. I hear people talk like that's a twenty million dollar buyout, and you're going to pay him over mm-hmm. ten ten million a year plus Jimbo's buyout. I think people need to recalibrate where this target's going to be sitting. But let's say they did. Then you'd probably have to go to an individual guy and say, you want this guy that bad? We're going to need help with the buyout. Mm-hmm. With this, it wasn't, Aaron. This was, do we have the money, the 12th Man Foundation, the athletic department? And it's the answer is yes, we can make this mm-hmm. work. When that happened, mm-hmm. okay, then Thursday they decided they were going to do it. Was there anything behind the giant check being presented at halftime? In case people <laughs> no, missed it, 12 that- man at halftime of the game is clearly flaunting a $120 million check that they are handing over to Ross Bjork, basically saying, look, man, here's your money for your buyout and for hiring the new guy. Mm. They do that every year, you know, there at the end. Like, <laughs> but that was an insane uh you know coincidence and i i really think it was a coincidence because i know the the people and and how they think and they would actually do the exact opposite probably and say yeah Yeah. we better not do that because we're because Mm -hmm. the people knew that this was going to go down you know sunday morning so yeah i think it was actually the exact opposite they were probably like oops (laughs) as that meme started going around it's a flex, bro. I mean, it, I, I've never uh, seen a $120 million check handed over. That ain't a happy I mean, Gilmore check, is it? I promise you I've got a check in here. I've got a check in here somewhere. Look, I got my, you know, everything's just sitting here <laughs> randomly. Um, I bet you if you go through this console, there's a check, and it ain't $120 million. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't happy Gilmore running around with that one. That was the real deal. Uh, it, Bill, you, you bring up uh, – some of the coaches and I've been a big fan of lane lanes beat as you alluded to is being a and three times with lesser talent. Like there is yeah. a talent gap lane has made it happen. Lane's going to win probably 10 wins again this season. The yeah. second time yeah. in three years that he's led Ole Miss to 10 win seasons. Is he the front runner in your mind? Like who is the guy that they want? Because if you're going to spend $76 million to send someone away, you kind of have to know that hey, there's one or two guys we want to get, and and we've already had those discussions possibly. I don't think there is, Aaron. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, I don't wow. think necessarily. I don't think necessarily it sounds. Yeah, I mean, part of me thinks it sounds crazy. Part of me understands, like, 
they're going to conduct a, a full search. They had Jimbo hired before yeah. they did it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they had, they or essentially for all intents and purposes, uh, Kevin Sumlin was going to be kind of a layup for Texas A&M. You knew it was Arizona State UCLA for the head coach at U of H right down the road who had worked here. Um, this time it's not, it's not that. I think it's going to be a wide open, legitimate search. I, I could mm-hmm. see them reaching up to grab somebody if they have to. I could see them trying to find, I mean, and it's a bad name because he's not doing well at Florida right now, but like a Billy Napier, someone that's doing a really good job elsewhere that feels like a great fit. You know, people throw out trailer at UTSA. There's obviously Mike Elko at Duke's going to get real consideration. Mm-hmm. I've heard, you Would know, they Cliff- go like Chadwell, like a Chadwell route, or is that beneath them? I, I don't think it's beneath them. I, I don't expect wow. that, but that would be a, a name that I bet they'd, look at and say, I wonder what he could do here. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury's name, not through A&M circles, but people were asking me about you that. You got to explain that one, bro. Cause that uh, seems like it'd be a fucking disaster to me. <laughs> well, th- I don't think that's, th- I don't think any, I, out of all those names we mentioned, Elko would be the, the one that, uh, that I would think would be the most likely candidate out of all those okay. that they, that they actually, let's say you narrow it down to, three or four or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think trailer would be on there too at UTSA. Hell, I don't think they'll go this route, but I think the name will come up in, in the conversations at least early on. Like, um, what about Tulane? You know, Willie Fritz. And I, I know yeah, that again, I'm throwing random, but that's what they're going to do at first, not random, <laughs> but they're going to say here, uh, Leipold at Kansas, here are the names. Like, what do we think these guys would do here? With these resources, uh, I think you have to be really careful because I think A&M is one of these jobs where you can win massively, but they haven't. But don't just say yep. we, we're we trying to do better than what Jimbo's done recently record-wise or that what Sumlin did record-wise because that ain't good enough. So I don't mm-hmm. you don't need to go hire someone that you think can win nine games and ten games a year. That's not the goal. And I talked to Mac and Cube this morning, and Greg was like, you know, I feel like our expectations right at AM. And I said, absolutely they are. Just because what you've done historically does not mean it should hinder what you can do and, and strive to do. So, like, what mm-hmm. you're capable of doing, you know, history doesn't matter. It just means you have to alter history. You need to make better hires. You need mm-hmm. to... Maybe some, maybe, and I'm not advocating it. I like the big fish hire. I like the proven power five guy, but maybe that ain't it. And, and I, again, I'd like to see them go get somebody pretty proven. Um, Lane Kiffin, though, I, I think, I don't think he'd be an option. And you think about Kiffin. Oh, wow. You think about wow. Kiffin, Stoops. Um, Just not a right fit. Just not a right fit, Billy. Like you think Lane, his personality would gel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think he's done. Badass job there. Incredible job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Lane. I think Lane's waiting on the Alabama job. I mean, that's what everybody says. And by the way, by the way, you don't forget your AD's Ross Bjork from Ole Miss. You know, like, so. But Lane, but think about Lane. Think about, like, say, a a Mike Gundy. Think about a Mark Stoops, right? There, you would think in a normal universe, A&M can go higher Oklahoma State, Ole Miss, or, or even, you know, Kentucky's coach. And I know they've turned down jobs. But if A and M came calling with with that giant check, what was left? Well, even with what's left over from that check of the one twenty, yeah. yeah. come with the leftovers after Jimbo with that check and go drive it to Oxford, Stillwater, or, or uh, Lexington, and you've got yourself a coach. Yep, you're talking about what you're talking about paying one of those guys even um, like you might have to go nine plus ten million a year to get them more than mm-hmm. you were paying Jim. So. It, it, it's a tough – that's a tough one for that amount of money. Same with DeBoer at Washington, who I think's you know done an incredible job. The chat, wants, the, chat, the chat wants Johnny Manziel, Billy. The ch- that's what the chat yeah. wants. Give the, the Aggies, the Aggies want the – Give want, Johnny the rings. <laughs> yeah, he – hey, it, he would burn it down spectacularly, though, at least. We know that. Um, Look, I, I, got, think, I, got, I got a name. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, the Aggies want one of the Dans, okay? 
And that's okay. So Campbell? let's arrive there because Dan Campbell is the dream, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 obviously it's like, well, I mean, I read this morning the Lions are like fifteen and four since last Halloween. So people are gonna be like, Same. why the fuck would he leave Detroit? But like that would also be the most Texas A&M thing ever. I mean, nobody believes in Texas A&M like Aggies. Nobody loves the brand as much as Texas A&M Aggies do. Is I mean, I, obviously those conversations will take place. You know Dan very well. That's your partner. I mean, is there anything there? I, I'd be I'd be perfectly honest with you. I've learned to never say never in this thing. We all have. I, I think Dan is so happy, so grateful, so loyal to everybody in Detroit, the ownership, the whole organization, yeah. that that community, that city. What they're doing there is, you mentioned it, 15, the Detroit Lions, man. I know, like, I know, it, I know. I, I told him. Playoff game since the 50s. I told him the last time we talked, I go, man, you're the, you're the best uh, Lions coach. You're the second best Lions coach ever behind Wayne Fonts. Aguado from uh, you know Ace Ventura, but you know they don't like that. Is that the last time they won a playoff game? Was like Barry Sanders and Wayne Fonts, and yeah, he's got probably. them. Yep. You know, there's a world where they could go to NFC Championship game or even a Super Bowl. So I think people look at the salary and they go, "He's making four million. Jimbo was making, you know, nine. A Detroit would bump him up, and and they will yeah. anyway after this year. B it really ain't about that for Dan. And if he ever left the NFL to come to college, it would be Texas A&M. I just yeah. think it is conversation would be a lot different if the Lions were, you know, three and six mm-hmm. and, and yeah, but would they want, would they, would they want him if they were three and six though, too? Like, no. would he even be in the conversation? May, like, may, maybe, maybe, but probably not. Like you said, well, yeah. look, long term, this is actually kind of maybe the best thing for A&M. Because, like, if Campbell goes on to have success in the NFL and if the other guy doesn't hit, like, then he would be excited. Like, like there's still a long-term vision where Dan Campbell yeah. ends up potentially as yeah. the A&M head coach. I, I could see I wanna, him being the wanna, next guy. Yeah. Billy, I want to ask you, you, you bring up the A&M has it to win. Like, we can't look at the past to determine that this team is not capable of winning a national championship. You have the resources. You have the facilities. You're on the field at all these games. Like you see AM and how they match up against Alabama, who they've won and been in games with for the past three years against LSU. Like they're playing the best of the best year in and year out. When you look at the rosters in person, is there a difference? Like, is this team capable of winning with the right coaching staff next year? Yeah. Well, depending on the portal, depending on who goes yeah, out, who you hire, you better hire mm-hmm. a guy. Like I've heard people go, hey, we've seen a ball coach. We got a guy that just know how to run a program and win and was one everywhere he's been and done, you know, if it means elite, if it means more with less versus less, I'm saying no. You better get a recruiting dude. It doesn't have to be his number one asset, but he better have enough contacts in the profession where you can put a badass recruiting staff mm-hmm. around him. Because by recruiting, I mean getting here on the job in a couple weeks, hopefully, and going up to everyone on that roster, along with some NIL money, uh, that that war chest there, and saying, stay, here's why. You better be a salesman. You better have people believe in what you're selling. Because if you can keep this team together, and if he's that good that he can go out with the excitement of a new hire and go get key pieces in the portal, this team could be ridiculous in year one, uh, the pro- I- I've watched them do this, guys, and y'all have too, throughout the SEC time in terms of talent level. Jimbo came in here, and he got the talent level where mm-hmm. it needs to be. They can match up and compete with anyone. This team in particular, th- they've struggled on the O-line. It ain't talent-related. It's just not. Where Where they do lack a little bit, I think, is they need to continue to upgrade the secondary, the, just the raw talent. And I know mm-hmm. Jimbo and Durkin were really excited about this freshman class that we haven't seen a ton of. But that secondary, some of those guys, I like you look at the Georgias, the Alabamas. Oddly enough, T Bob, LSU's hurting there right now, too. When LSU and yeah, AM play, they're not anymore. It's but, crazy. So, but that's the one spot where I would say you need, you know, you really need to do that in a hurry. But everywhere else, man, they're loaded out. Yeah. Help me out with this because 
ever since Bear Bryant left in the 50s. You know, I'm not leaving. I'm not going to go be the coach at Alabama, yeah. all that bullshit. He leaves. It's a bit it, – it almost has the feeling of like a uh, like a babe, babe curse. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because A&M has all the elements. You talk about it all the time. Uh, facilities, ge- geographical recruiting advantages, uh, unlimited money, premier athletes. What is in an A&M fan's mind or view? What is the dark voodoo that's kind of – Holding, oh, you know, holding it back from the ultimate dreams being realized. Maybe they just need to bring them back to Junction and do training, <laughs> training camp in the rocks and stones in 110 degree heat at Junction with no water, like the bear did. I mean, uh, no, seriously, like that. I don't know, and, and maybe it does have to do with that. Maybe AM's trying to get too cute with the you know not cute I, i'm exactly like a&m can they they have there's nothing wrong with going out and hiring jimbo fisher some mm-hmm. people wanted to make that a crime some people got their feelings hurt because a&m wasn't a blue blood and they reached out and went and did something that a lot of people would have wanted to do and couldn't and they said the same thing when a&m left texas to come to the sec they said the same thing you know when a&m built the stadium and spent all the money and, and they love to see it fail because of that but I do think AM it would be nice to see AM not be the this program that people love to hate because mm-hmm. usually that comes with incredible success, like the Yankees, the you know, Alabama or yeah, you know, the you know, Golden State Patriots. Warriors, yeah, the Patriots, Bill Belichick and Brady. Usually that comes with that. And for AM, it's like between paying to get Jimbo, leaving for the SEC. Uh, you know, the yell leaders, and the yell leaders, which I'm still, we I mean, like the yell leaders to be clear. Snaps is pro yell leader. I love all the quirky traditions. It's why college football is awesome. It's the cool. One thing I it's clown so them about yeah. the one thing I clown and you know, this Billy is the blowing bubbles of the baseball game. It's the only yeah, thing I disagree with. That doesn't even bother me at all. You're coming to a game and I'm going to be, I'm going to make sure that like, I'm going to set uh, it up. We're like, Aaron, some little we gotta get you guys down here and get Jacob and CD, and I'm gonna plant a bubble blower with CD, and when oh. AM scores a run, it's gonna be like right, right in T-Bob's T-Bob's face. face. Oh. But hey, now. my thing that with the yell leaders is the only thing I ask. I, I I think it makes it so unique and so awesome when people come in. They're just like fascinated by it. But and they also make the the in game environment wild yes you know i remember i went in seventh grade and it blew my fucking mind i had never seen anything like it the coordination of the fans i just wish they'd stop shooting those videos at yell practice from with all the people behind you and the sound turned off where it looks like they're doing that in an empty stadium with with no noise and just nobody there it's like it looks like some kind of training video It, it is that is a weird element to it that i think makes it look seventy five thousand times worse but yeah the mm-hmm. yo leaders are, are awesome to be at a m it's it's a huge tradition but i think maybe you don't you don't need all of that and a and m's you you know in terms of going off with this big splash and all this mm-hmm. pomp and circumstance but i'd rather a m not be hated uh for things that are made up like Oh, they shouldn't go hire this guy, or who do they think they are going? The only time they should have been hated was when Johnny was running all over everyone, flipping double rods, and you know, <laughs> being your teams. That's when I think they they could play the villain and embrace it. Yeah. Now they're like playing the villain without the, you know, Lane Wins, Kiffin, excitement. Lane Kiffin gets to play the good guy on this. Everybody thought Nick Saban was in the right when Jimbo went after him. When Saban sat there and said. Oh, they bought their whole roster as if Alabama football had never yeah. paid for a player sure. under Nick Saban mm. pre-NIL. So that whole sure. thing, you know, but yet somehow AM and Jimbo kept being the bad guy. And and yeah. I do think I'd like to see them get some kind of higher in that maybe you could turn that around. Maybe with that, some of the mojo shifts. It, was there was there a worry from the fan base of Texas is is looking good? Texas could win the Big 12. Texas could be in the playoffs. 
and Sark seems to have things going the right direction, and they join the SEC next year. Like, was that part of the equation too? Is yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't think they that came up. Like, hey, Texas is doing good. We need to make a change. <clears throat> I do think you're saying Texas is coming in the league. OU's coming in the league. You know, competition for recruits is about to ramp up to a mm-hmm. whole nother level. And if we don't have our act together and you start losing head to heads with Texas, then this is, you know, then that's where it really can turn where you lose any kind of grip you've got, any kind of shared grip. That was, it certainly factors into your, your thinking of like that sense of urgency and Texas fans walk around and they think that's some kind of, uh, you know, that's some kind of revelation like, Oh my God, they're admit Texas is, having a really good year. I, I will tell you the teams they're playing are, are horrifically bad, but they're the ones that went into Tuscaloosa and won. So you mm-hmm. can't really, you, you, you know, you lose the right to complain. If Oregon goes and beats Washington in, in the PAC 12 championship game, I will have something to put against them and it won't be in maroon and white. It'll be in whatever kind of damn green and yellow or whatever color they have. But for now, <laughs> Texas did what no one else has done. Mm-hmm. So I don't care who all they've played that are that are frauds and how they're barely beating these bad teams right now. They've won. But that doesn't affect AM from the standpoint of, oh my God, they're having a great year. I think it just is all cumulative. And you do have to look at it and go, they got momentum right now as a program mm-hmm. and they're coming into the league and you're going to start playing them every year. You 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 better have your trajectory pointing in the right way. It only adds to it. And it, you'd be lying mm. if you said it didn't. It adds to that sense of urgency that already exists when you look at Bama and LSU and Georgia. And, you know, you got to watch Auburn and, and now Venables and yeah. Sark. If, if you're not buckled up, the, the biggest fear, I think, for AM and 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 any of these teams that live that are living in that that middle ground in the SEC where everybody just each year is trying to jockey from Tennessee's in there too, right? From fifth to seventh in the league, eight, you know, those four or five teams in that crowded middle every year. The the fear is that you lose your footing and you look up one day and you're Arkansas or you're South yeah. Carolina. You know, that that's what teams like AM, Tennessee, Auburn, Florida that you can't get over and LSU T Bob is, you know, they stay well, right with above. They, LSU's they feel flirting like they're with it. And then bam, here comes Ooh. 2019. Then they're yeah. flirting with it again. Bam. Brian Kelly does a great job of, of you know, Jaden Daniels was incredible last year, but LSU has stayed above it. A&M yeah. and those other teams we mentioned have stayed below it. But if you don't get this higher, right, if you're A&M or Tennessee or, Florida, you know, with Napier, they're kind of thinking the same thing right now. You run the mm-hmm. risk of, of falling down to that next tier, and damn, mm-hmm. that's a long road up. Mm-hmm. And 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 so this is my last question here, Billy. Um, I don't because of everything we've spent, you know, last half hour talking about. I don't know my life that I've ever felt that I've seen a coaching search with this much pressure on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the price tag, the expectation, the competition. Uh, it just everything, right? Yeah. Do A and M fans trust Ross Bjork to take on that mantle and be the one to lead this charge? Yeah, I mean, and the fans. I think yesterday he did he did a nice job of uh, winning over a lot of the the fan base with kind of his press conference and what he said and kind of the the process that they were going to go. What really matters is do the, the powers that be at AM trust him with that mm-hmm. process? And I think the answer is yes, because I think I don't think they make this move if they didn't. But I also because I, I think maybe you you hang on to Jimbo for another year and maybe it was Ross that, you know, exit stage left prior to the season. So you could say, Hey, we're gonna put in the AD. Yeah, you're back. I mean, you're you that's a good mm-hmm. point. You're backing Ross. That's a that's yeah. a uh, inherent kind of affirmation of him. And I think he'll have now letting him do the search. Yeah, and I think he'll have help, T Bob. I don't think they're going to say, "Hey, it, it's all you." Get back to us. They'll, they they have one. They're one of the schools that has one of those search firms uh, under contract. But also, I think there'll be a, a small group, a very small group, like you know, 
three or four people that are going to kind of go make this hire together with Ross leading, leading that group. Hell yeah, man. It's going to be a, uh, very, yeah. Hell yeah. Come on, baby. I'll, I'll take half. I'll take half the money too. give me a $50 million buyout, you know, $30 million. Well, no, I, don't, I don't, I don't think he meant to hire us as coaches there. And I think he meant hiring us for the search team. No, no, I want to be a coach. I want to be a coach. Fuck I want to be hired uh, as a coach. You can pay me, me the as money. A consultant. You can pay me to be a consultant no, no, no. on the coaching search, Billy. That's what I'll take. No. I want to be hired as a coach. Yeah. They, they don't work out too well, Billy. They don't work out too well. Shut the fuck up, Aaron. They don't work out too well. Why don't you go worry about barking at other adults like a freaking weirdo, dude? Aaron, Aaron's just feeling himself. Aaron's just feeling himself because, like, Jared's hey, T-Bob, what's weirder? Yell leader? What's, what's weirder? Yell, yell leaders or people barking at each other? People barking at each other without a doubt. Okay. Yell leaders. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like that guy. Oh, my God. That guy barking. <laughs> he was barking like a UT Martin fan also. Like, what's going on? Uh, all yeah. right, Billy. Thank you so much, man. Actually, we may. it looks like we may have uh, lost Billy just now. But uh, thank you so much. Billy Lucci, Texags.com. He is the man. Um, again, Chaz Michael Michaels is figure skating. Yo, Billy, what's up, dude? We got you, man. You're good. We we have peppered you enough. We've taken up enough of your time on this incredibly busy day. Thank you so much, dude. Um, Billy's the best. Go follow him on Twitter, everything else. But yeah, that man knows AM inside out. Mm-hmm. Uh, most shocking part of that entire conversation, Aaron, very anti-lane. Kiffin. Well, no, I'm more shocked. Yes, yes, yes I'm, 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 I'm shocked. No lane. And then go ahead. Well, I'm shocked. No lane. Because they beat them three three years in a row with less talent, like you would think that. I I, I wonder if it's a personality thing of like they don't feel like his because Lane's not for everyone. Like let's get that straight. Like Lane's personality was not going to fit every single spot, so maybe that's the the, the non starter. But also the fact that there wasn't at least one or two guys that you've had maybe some prior conversations with that you feel pretty good that we're going to get one of a handful of someone. Like there's a short list out there that no, we're actually going to go get a firm and figure this whole thing out. I think that if you're going to spend $76 million to send someone away, I better know that I'm going to get an absolute stud that I'm almost yeah, 90% but, but, sure but, is going to be coming in house. No. So the problem is to me, that sounds good, but that's kind of the rub. There is no absolute mm. stud, you know, like you're not there. There is no guaranteed success. I mean, if we're being honest, we all thought that Jimbo Fisher was going to be a success. And in 2020, mm-hmm. when they were going nine and one, and knocking the door of a national championship, that I mean a playoff, like that looked like he had he had made it and they were finally making mm-hmm. it. And then it just all fell apart. So no, I actually don't after after having this discussion, I was with you. Now I kind of um mm-hmm. I see the other side. Like I, I don't mind Do you think they're gonna open up to like a group of five? Like th- to me, you say this best all the time. Like I don't I think they think themselves too good for a G five guy. And I think Billy's an I, awful example of going that route. And it, it hurting Florida like A and M. You cannot, you cannot with all the money that you've spent, you cannot risk it on an unproven guy at this level. So, but but again, you have to. You don't have a choice. Who is proven? Who are you gonna I, go get? I would still take. I, I'm just sold. I, I would take Elko. I would take Lane. I would take two, one of those two before I go. Okay, to but, Elko, guy. but Elko, but but Elko doesn't count as a proven guy. I'm saying no. No, I Elko's agree. nine and four, six and four. I was I was more referring to like a G five guy. I was more referring oh, to a well, G five guy. I mean, I, I doubt they go with like Jeff Trailer out of UTSA or like I heard uh, Troy John Summerall's name be mentioned. Yeah. I agree. Um, but to me, the point is like what you're deciding between are guys like Lance Leipold, Mike Elbow, Chris Kleeman, mm. John Smith, uh, Kalen DeBoer, who has an incredible 111 record as a head coach. The problem is I for, for most of these guys, maybe save for Elko, it's a bit like would they want to leave yeah, I, to join I, I, the shark-infested waters of the SEC uh-huh. and everything else? Um, John Smith at Oregon State would certainly be interesting, given that Oregon mm-hmm. State, you know, they're, they're kind of on the island of misfit toys there. Uh, Kyle Whittingham at Utah would feel like a slam dunk in, in, in a lot of he ways. He just Utah. feels like he's, Utah. He's a, he's a I mean, Utah right? man. He's a Utah but that's man. kind of like everybody, right? That's Dan Lanning combined with the payout. Like, why would Dan Lanning, he's about to be in the Big Ten, which is infinitely more winnable than the SEC. Mm-hmm. He can use all the Nike money to pay players to come up there now. He's got a great thing going. Like, that's the problem is, you're asking all of these coaches, except for Elko, who would just be a yep. clear upgrade, and maybe like John Smith as well. 
You're asking Lane all would these be an guys. Upgrade. Lane would be an upgrade from Ole Miss to A and M. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The resources yeah. are not even close between Ole Miss and A and M. Not even That's close. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. I guess I'm more thinking of a lot of like uh, like a Kalen DeBoer or um, the, these other guys who have kind of already they've already built something really great mm-hmm. and easier setups with easier paths to the playoffs. You're asking them to join a situation with a very inept history um, and and try to fix it at a time when it's going to be harder than ever to fix it. It yeah. just feels it feels so 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 my okay, this is all to say. I just I don't know that you're going to be able. Like you're going to have to take a risk on someone. I think you're I do not think I get think a slam dunk. You're going to have to take someone that that a lot of people are not going to be happy with. Mm. Well, I will say this: I do think speed is somewhat important. You you have a, a very stacked roster, and and Billy kind of alluded to this a little bit. Like the portal opens up in three weeks. I think the fifth, something like that, December fifth. You have to get in there immediately and keep those guys on the roster because if you if you can keep ninety percent of that roster together with a good coaching staff, that is a contender in the SEC next year. But yeah. if you delay this thing and it kind of rolls into kind of bowl season and guys start leaving the roster, then you have to get in there and rebuild who knows may, who may leave. Like this is a built, ready to go ship that you just need a captain to take over and, and steer it in the right direction. That's it. So like there is a sense of urgency. I don't know how fast you can possibly get someone as the season's still going on if you have to wait after you know the end of the season here in a week and a half. But I do want to dispel one name though. And we brought it up, but I just keep seeing it pop up over and over again. There's no way Dion leaves Colorado. There's no way Dion leaves Colorado. I mean, I think you kick the tires and you definitely have the conversations, but I just don't see him leaving his son and Travis Hunter who can't transfer no. again. I guess maybe they could be graduate transfers, but I just don't. I just it feels like too much. Yeah. It feels like too much too soon. Um, like Dion will have bigger jobs waiting for him if he wants them. I think when the time to Colorado is over. And mm-hmm. to be fair, there isn't necessarily enough like you that I mean, you would be betting on Prime. Like, like there's still no. not a much long-term proof about how what Dion's ceiling is. I think Dion's mm-hmm. floor is very high, obviously. We still don't know what the ceiling on on, mm-hmm. on Dion is as much as some of these other guys. And once again, like um, I said this the, the other day, and, and sorry for those who that heard it too, but to me, Dion doesn't necessarily improve the situation. Dion's great at building a program. Dion's great on bringing attention to a university, bringing recruits to a university, bringing money into a university. AM doesn't need money. AM doesn't need recruits. AM doesn't need facilities. AM just needs a ball coach. I'm not saying Dion's not a great ball coach. Well, I do think know, he's that. that is, but the, his first three things are what he's best at and you don't so need you know those what that is. things who your boy your neighbor dan Kikoni. i texted him this morning i texted dan somebody I said, else i said dan you, you feeling recruit. it he gave me a little ha 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 and i was like what does oh. that mean okay what does that okay, mean? okay that's not that's yes not a no. no like is that that's not, a, not no. a no dude not a no um no, I mean, I think, I think you, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not being funny. Like you, you, no. you would have to kick the tires on Dan Mullen, uh, because that mm-hmm. is, in terms of X's and O's, that is one of the best coaches that I have ever seen. Yep. J Lab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. J Lab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke. Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools, showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Aaron, did you already know? 
I am the proud owner of not one, but two murdered out minivans, black on black on black. You know, we just had the second kid, so we need a little bit something bigger to yeah. get the kids and the dogs around T-Bop, so you got to sell me a little bit more. Bro, I'm telling you, dude, they're incredible. I mean, the, the, the amount of room that you have for activities will blow your mind. You've never experienced anything like it. Plus, you've never felt the true joy that comes from ultimate convenience until you have sliding doors with kids in a busy parking lot, okay? Like, you never bump any other cars. They're amazing. There's, like, ways to open the door and the keys. It's like, I can open my doors in 18 different ways, and they slide. The only thing that feels better is not paying a car note. How do you not pay a car note? You extend the life of your vehicle, and that's where eBay Motors comes into play. Yeah, with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED lights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, look, guys, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Will the parts you need at the prices you want? It's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that. And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. So, okay, so this all comes um, at a time when you also have a Mississippi State opening coming up. And look, uh, let's say you wanted to go to a Texas A&M game. You've never seen the Yell leaders before. You show up day of, day before. You're like, shit, I need tickets. Well, that's where game time comes into play, okay? It's November. It's turkey season. It's the heart of football, baseball, basketball, hockey, everything and the best way to get tickets to any of these games this month is on Game Time, the fastest growing ticket app in the U.S. So take the guesswork out. It's very easy with Game Time. You just download the app, you create an account, you redeem code SNAPS, you get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Download the Game Time app, make an account, enter code SNAPS, S N A P S, $20 off. You help out the boys. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And that's for anything concerts, games, mm. anything. Um, so yeah, maybe you want to you want you want to help the boys out too. Hit that hit that thumbs up button. We appreciate everyone jumping yes. in Monday. Hit the appreciate like button, my friends, for thank sure. You, thank you. Um, all right. So it's not just the A and M job that is open. There's also the Mississippi State mm-hmm. job. Zach Arnett officially out today, and it makes all the sense in the world. Uh, Zach Arnett put a straight up master class that you should have to pay for. Mm-hmm. into how to fuck up a program in a year. Now, maybe we should be thanking him, Aaron, because there's a good chance that your records are safe from Will Rogers, right? I mean, I doubt he stays in Dude, I have their game this week. I have, the, I have their game this weekend. So this, yeah. that'll be, I will be uh, very fascinated to see if I can figure out if, if he's going to stay at Mississippi State or transfer somewhere else after this year. The um and and that's what I'm saying, like transfer out of the SEC, ideally. Mm-hmm. So our yes. boy Aaron's uh SEC records can stay. I mean, mm-hmm. really, Zach Arnett for you was like just a hail mary of a hire yep. that worked out perfectly. Um, and, and look, obviously Arnett was a disaster, and I kind of feel for Mr. State and in, in the circumstances under which he got the job, obviously. But like, if nothing else, he was supposed to be a good defensive coach. And the Mississippi State defense is one of the only ones in the country that's worse than LSU's. Mm -hmm. Like, they're one of, like, seven teams that are worse than LSU's, just to give you some perspective on how wrong it's gone there. And and I know there's a lot of people upset of, like, you took an offense that was built for the air raid, and you try to change the identity, so shame on you for doing that. But I've always had the mindset of, if if that's not what you want, you're the head coach. And if that's not what your team you want your team to look like, at some point, you're going to have to rip the Band-Aid off. Well, At um, some point, you're going to have to. Congratulations, yeah, the Darren. You lost your job, but yeah. You would be fired as well. Congratulations. Yeah. 
fuck no. You got to adjust to your personnel. You can't, you, you, unless you want to D on the roster. Like, hell no. I don't know. That's so, that is so dumb. You got to be I don't know. Rigid. You cannot be so rigid. You know what happens to metal that's too rigid and brittle? It fucking snaps. I agree. I agree. This is like Mississippi State's a place where you have to be different. And that's why a lot of the coaches that I think are going to get the job do present something unique to the way they run a football team. I'm just saying, like, you as a head coach, I'm not saying it was the right thing to do, but I'm just saying, like, if that's your identity and who you are and how you want to run your program, at some point you do have to rip the bandaid off. But you just have to understand that you can't do that at Mississippi State. You look at the past two coaches that have had success Dan Mullen, who now is floating for this one. Brought a little bit something different to the way he ran offenses. And then now the air raid offense under uh, Mike Leach, it was something unique. You can't play Georgia or Alabama no, or LSU no. type of football and expect to and win. Everybody you have to be a little unique. Yes. And everybody knows And that's why it's dumb. That's why I'm always coming after Kentucky. Because they they have such a low ceiling because of the style that they've chosen to embrace. Um, not saying you can't do a good job within that low ceiling, but it is low ceiling. Um Names for Mississippi State. I've been hearing, I've been hearing whatever. I talked to like one guy, right, a few weeks ago who threw out like a, you know, we're starting to talk to Willie Fritz's people. That makes a lot of sense. Again, though, Fritz is pretty chilling at Tulane. Why mm-hmm. he, like A&M might attract Fritz. Why he would want to go to Mississippi State at this time in this conference when he's doing the things mm-hmm. he's doing to him, that feels a little bit more like a reach. I keep going back to Jamie Chadwell. I'm with you. That's what I mean. One. He was incredible at Coastal Carolina. Mm-hmm. He's kicking ass at Liberty, and it's not. And he just he took over a good Liberty team. Don't get me wrong, but look at his quarterback now. He's up there with Jaden Daniels and and, mm-hmm. and Bo Nix and 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 Caleb Williams and Michael Penix. Like you, you look at quarterback stats, and it's all those guys. And then it's I can't even remember his name, but it's a Liberty quarterback. What's his name, Aaron? Do you remember off the top of your head? Oh well, God, I had either game, either game a month ago. I should remember this by now, but I've had too many games. So, but the point uh, is, Jamie yep. Chadwell, all he's done is win wherever he's been. Yep. He's got elite, and he's elite on the offensive side of the ball. So he has an elite system that helps you punch up because yep. it's different. It's exactly what you just talked about. I mm-hmm. think he'd be a great fit at the only, uh, Mississippi State. The only, the only issue with him is is Liberty has resources. Liberty has money. Liberty is going to be one of the, the 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 group of five teams that have a shot every single year to make the playoffs. Like there's some yeah, talks right. about even Hugh Freeze of you know I've heard some rumblings of him kind of telling some people like possibly regretting leaving Liberty to go to the SEC of how good he had it at Liberty of just the day to day life the money the resources and the fact once again that they were going to be fighting for a playoff spot if they're one of the, they're, they're, they're one of the top G5 schools right now like do you want to leave that to go be at a place like Mississippi State where chances are you're probably going to fail and you're probably going to get fired in 3 or 4 years maybe not if you're Hugh Freeze and you've already been on that level before but if you're Jamie Chadwell you've been on that climb and that's the next step you know because yeah. it sounded like it sounded like A&M's not going to give him the time of day um, I would if Jamie, I was Jamie? Him, yeah, I love Jamie. Like, Chow. I think he's a hell of a coach. I'm saying if we, if we talk about taking a shot on someone, that's somebody I would take a, uh, a risk on, but, uh, uh, okay. Other look, so it is bloodletting season and not just down here in the South. Um, Penn state fired their OC, Mike Yurcich. I, I, I mm, mm, this almost feels like addressing a symptom. Mm-hmm. rather than the core disease. And it's not to say that James Franklin is a disease, but he's starting to roll through these OCs and you're kind of wondering at a certain point, like, okay, is it the head coach? Is That's the common denominator here. Like, is it on your sitch or is it on the style of football that the head coach is demanding? Mm-hmm. Uh, because Les Miles used to run through OCs like this a bit as well and things wouldn't change, right? Despite bringing in this guy who runs a spread or this guy who does that. It, it always remained the same because ultimately the head coach said, no, this is the style of football that I want to run. Um, I'll be it's, good luck to the next guy, dude. It's just the, you're comparing yourself to Michigan, Ohio State. That's it. I mean, that just boiled down to that. Like until you find someone that's good enough to win that game, you're just going to keep going through because you're doing great other than that. I mean, this is the offense that's been top two or three in, in scoring points per game the past few years in that conference. They're currently right now the number two scoring offense in that conference the problem is it's still not good enough to beat michigan it's still not good enough to beat penn state so like i think what you're trying to hit at there is that's just penn state in general that's just the roster that's the coaching staff none of them are good enough to beat penn state or michigan 
So it's a changing of perception from the fan base of we just understand we're going to kick ass. Like I've told you, the numbers are a lie. Well, the numbers are great against 90% of your conference. It's just against well, two so, games. But, but that's season, so, not going to be good enough. But I, I hope they just, ever will be, though. So I, I, I disagree. I disagree. I hate that. I keep falling back on this, but that's what got Les Miles into trouble is, uh, you know, I mean, I firsthand experience is my view on events is that we would play this conservative style that when we played teams that were less talented, you could beat the shit out of them and put up good numbers because they're less talented, right? And it gave you a false sense of security where when you ran into a team that was equivalent of you, all of a sudden you had no schematic advantage. Hmm. And, and so you couldn't win at the edges. And that's what's going on at Penn State right now. Penn State could absolutely be capable of beating this year's Ohio you, State or this year's they, Michigan do you think they if could they had the if they were more creative. I don't know if they could recruit the athletes. Could you recruit athletes up there to Penn State? Like, they I, mean, I feel like they're enough. pretty fucking close, dude. I mean, what? Put mm-hmm. one wide receiver on there? Go pay a huge wide, like a Keon Coleman out the transfer portal? Go land him? Like, I don't think that's crazy at all. I think it starts with the philosophy. It's what we said out on our Saturday and postgame show, Aaron. Drew Aller is terrified to make a mistake. Why is that? That starts with James Franklin. Because that's what he is demanding. And, and maybe he's just not good, a, too. Or maybe what? he's just not as good. Maybe just not as good as we thought he was as well. I think that's well, how many quarterbacks are going to be just not as good for Penn State then? You know, and, and like how, how many quarterbacks are just going to be too conservative, not excited, not a big big play? That's what we heard about Sean Clifford for four years. That, that he wasn't dynamic enough, couldn't make the big play. That's what Allen mm. was going to change, right? Why didn't it change? You know, I don't know. I'm just saying, there's a common denominator. What do you and want so, to do? Run an air raid? What? Look at look, look what it's done to Wisconsin. I mean, I, I just. I, Oh, I just Wisconsin, think you have to accept you the fact that you're just you not going to be at the level of Michigan. Term, you don't think Wisconsin? I do because I love their head coach, but I don't know about the offense. That, br- that, 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 that part of the country, that part of the country, man, like Ohio State's done it, but who else has been able to do it when it comes to the offense and the in the personnel you can get? For goodness sakes, I thought what was the stat the the Big Ten West because what was it, it was uh, Iowa had to hit what twenty five points per game. Not, I think only one team in that side of the conference is averaging over 25 points per game right now. Like that's just the brand of football that is in that conference. Like, so that's the type of personnel you can get. You just can't go say, Hey, we're going to go run an air raid spread offense if you're not able to recruit three, four, five, six, seven receivers that can run it. She, uh, Luke Fickle got some, he got some dogs on that Cincinnati team. You know, I'm like, he got some athletes on that Cincinnati team, bro. Mm. What do you mean? And that last, so I mean, I, I, the dairy raid, I'm not all the way out on mm-hmm. just this year, just this year. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Luke Fickle a chance, uh, to try to get, and, and plus, bro, again, transfer portal changes everything in that regard. Everything you, you tell me there's, there's, there, there's not some maybe unhappy wide receivers buried on like an LSU or something that that would just be. That that would be yeah. all too happy. Like, look, look at Trey Palmer. Let's go to Alabama. He, Trey Palmer left and went to Nebraska and became like Nebraska's like one of their like all time leading receivers. Nah. He didn't even play at LSU. So no, I I think they can. I think it's up to James Franklin to want to engage in risk though, and I just don't think he wants to right now. Uh, somebody called mm-hmm. the Big Ten the Mid Ten. That's very funny because they are mid past the Big Three. Um, who's next? Real quick here, I got Sam Pittman, Dave Aranda. Tom Allen, maybe Dino Babers, Billy Napier. If they don't go bowling, you what the we just before the show, you were like, Oh, everybody's saying Billy Napier, but I don't think so. I know, but I'm just gonna have to bring it up. We just have to, we have to squash it here on snaps. I'm just, oh, okay, just throwing so you brought up to squash it. Yes, I brought up to squash it, just like I brought okay. up Dion to squash. Yes, um, I mean, Pittman's, Pittman's the one, unfortunately. I think Pittman is, is I'm surprised it hasn't been. I'm waiting any moment now for Sam Pittman to get the axe, which is going to make me very sad because I do love Sam Pittman. But it's just that. I mean, listen, he he got the job. He brought in a great OCDC, had a lot of success right off the bat. Both those guys leave. You did not do well with the new hires. Defensively, he's gotten better, but offensively, he's been obviously horrendous this entire season. You're three and seven, and you're probably going to go four and eight. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's um, too much of a fall. It's too much of a fall. 
Uh, all right. So we normally do our snaps top 10 today. I feel like we're a little late though today. No, we can do, do it. Let's push, run through it. You want to do on. snaps top 10? And why do you want to do, do it so badly, 10. Aaron? Is there a reason why maybe you want to do snaps top 10 so badly? This no reason. No reasons. reason at all. No reason. At all. Um, also, this has, uh, before we get into top 10, this has nothing to do with anything except for petty hate. Um, but Miami lost to FSU this weekend, bringing Mario Cristobal's career record as a head coach to 73 and 71. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. do with that what you will. Uh, but yeah, keep telling me he's great. Um, all right. Snaps, top 10, Air Murray. I know why we're doing this today. And it is because you simply finally mm. want us to admit that the Georgia Bulldogs should be number one in the snaps top 10. And we talked about it on Sunday, and I agree. I, UGA, have not put, I have not put Georgia one in weeks, weeks. So, like, I've yeah. not like I've been fighting for the you dogs tried, to be though. one. No, you've tried. You've tried. No, I haven't. I've, I've kept Michigan good. at one. Uh, yeah. Georgia's one. Georgia's one. Uh, Georgia's yeah, clearly. 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 Carson Beck's coming on. He looks awesome. If he returns next year, I think he'll be the first pick in the NFL draft. Um, they're ascending at the exact right time. Mm-hmm. The good old Miss team they just beat the fuck out of. It's a good Mizzou team that they beat as well. Like that move, yep. that win appreciates a value after this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while Tennessee's not that good, it's still going to be a team with a, na- a number next to it to smash. Tennessee's not that good. Don't don't, don't do that, Aaron Murray. Don't give me that. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I was. Uh... I was listening. Someone sent me a clip from Clat that they're laugh, laughing at, and I've I've learned to appreciate Joel Clat. Um, would love for Joel to come on our show eventually one day. But Joel said that Michigan, with their win versus Penn State, now has a better resume than Georgia. Um, again, Penn State is that Mm-mm. that that wrestler that they let get a little heat Mm-mm. so they can put the big guys over. Um, no. I don't know the 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 problem to me is I emerge out of the Michigan saying that is an incredible that's a damn good football team, but they do feel more even with Ohio State than I thought previously, and they feel a bit worse than Georgia. And the difference is the weapons. Uh, mm-hmm. I needed more out of Roman Wilson. I needed more out of uh, the skill. But position just go back to the re- go back to the resume. Is was that does Michigan because they beat Penn State a better resume? After what we've seen from Penn State. I think my ears would start bleeding if I had to actually engage in that debate. Um, mm. I, I mean, no, the resume is relatively equivalent, which is where I'll go with the eye test on the margins to put Georgia over Michigan. Okay. Uh, okay. Georgia, Michigan. Do we have to clump all the undefeateds before we get to the one losses? I mean, it, what, what do you, what do you, you know who I want to put in there? You know who I want to put three. Oregon over who? No, Alabama. No. Oh. No. You can't tell me they don't look they don't look damn good right now. Yeah, they're playing they're good football, but like I wouldn't take them like who would, I would, who would you not who would they not beat? beat? I wouldn't take who would they not beat? Who would they not beat right now? I don't think who they would, would they not beat? beat? On a neutral okay. side, who would they not beat? So here's the deal. This is not that they would guaranteed lose. But you can't paint it as a guaranteed win that they would beat Washington, mm-hmm. that they would beat Oregon. I could. I could. They already lost to Texas. You can't say that about Florida State. You can't say about Ohio State. So get the fuck out of here. No, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So Georgia, Michigan. Ohio State. Y'all hate Washington because you're cowards. Ohio State. Washington, four. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Florida State's not looking good lately. So, yeah, Washington, Ford. Oh, see, I also disagree with that. I don't think Florida State's looked awful. That's still talented. Like, they've looked awful. Miami. They've not looked awful. They don't, they looked, it's kind of what you've alluded to with Michigan. Like, it, it was a great win against a good yeah. team on the road, but it was not like a, oh my God, they look so dominant win. Like, that looks no, like but a they did game. have a dominant stretch over a few games. Everybody just stopped watching. Yeah. Like, everybody just thinks back to Boston College or something. They're like, they haven't looked yeah. great. Um, all right. So, Washington, Florida State. Now we get into the one-loss teams, and you want to put Alabama first there. I guess you can't because Texas. You still have to. You know, Texas did beat him on their home turf. Texas lost their running back for the season. That's that's that. Uh, I could and loss. I would because I don't care that Alabama lost at home. I still think Saban is better than uh, Steve Sarkeesian. That they would lose, but the problem is, uh, well, it doesn't matter if we put Alabama up there though because they're going to lose to Georgia, and then Texas will be right back up there anyway. <laughs> 
Congratulations to Steve Sarkeesian with a win this weekend. He'll have his first ever 10-win season. Mm-hmm. Finally, T-Ball can stop saying it. All right, so we won't put Oregon at six. Yes, because I'll give Bo Nix the nod over Jalen Milrow. Right. Oregon six, Alabama seven, Texas eight. Just for the just for the trolls, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, Louisville nine. We go, we can go Louisville Louisville nine. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, uh, uh. I almost want to go Oregon State Mizzou both over Louisville, but mm-hmm. we can go Louisville nine. I don't want to, I don't disrespect Brown like that. Louisville no. nine, and then I want to do Mizzou ten. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I'm with it. All right, there it is. Your snaps top ten. Um, hey, huge thank you to everybody hanging out with us today. Uh, we love doing this show. Thank you all so much for all the support. The road to 10K continues. Uh, we're, are we, what are we on? We're on. We're trying to get to 8K currently, right? Yep, we're very close. This right, week boys, would be help nice. Us. Please, please, please help us finish the fight. Share the show with your friends. Hit the like button. Subscribe. It's free. Great ways you can help with the channel. Um, massive. Wait, yeah. Should we put Mizzou 9 and Louisville 10? Mm. I think, yeah. Like, you would take Mizzou over Louisville right now. I would take Mizzou over Louisville. Okay. M- Mizzou 9, Louisville 10, Chris. Thank you, CT. Um, so, thank you all so much. Please rate and review the podcast wherever you You know, these are all great ways you can help out if you want. Share with your friends all that. Uh, we love you. Thank you, Aaron Murray. Thank you, Ryan mm-hmm. Brumley. We got to see Baby Jack today on stream. That was excellent. Uh, we missed you, PG, but you'll be uh, back soon. And a uh, huge thank you to Chris Tran, Christian Hunter, Dan Cart- Danny Cartnez, Adam Gracia, Papa Colin, Uncle Shannon, the volume in general. We love you. And uh, we'll be back with some more college football tomorrow. See you then. The volume. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 